Welcome to Venture Studio. Today's episode comes from the Venture Studio Vault. Originally recorded in October 2011, in this episode, Dave interviewed John Frankel, the founder of FF Venture Capital, which is an early-stage VC firm based here in New York. John talks about what motivates him as an investor, why he's so attracted to early-stage companies, and his thoughts, remember, from 2011, on where the next tech bubble will come from. Check out VentureStudio.org for more interviews with some of New York's best venture investors. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe on iTunes. Now, let's get to the Venture Studio office. In the office, baby. Going up. We're here at the headquarters of FF Venture Capital with its founder, John Frankel. You come from a non-traditional background into VC. You're at Goldman Sachs for 21 years. Tell us a little about making that transition and what you bring from that experience. I was at Goldman for a ridiculous period of time. And I remember when I started there, I said that uh, I would, you know, I'd make a mental commitment to two years. And two years became three. It became like a rolling two years. And so 21 years kind of like crept up on me. And then in the mid-90s, I moved to the sales and trading floor as a salesperson covering hedge funds for U.S. shares in New York. And, you know, I got to learn a lot about portfolio management, portfolio balancing, what makes a good idea. Around 98 or so, you started getting into you know, traditional angel investing. Late, late 99, I missed the bubble. You missed the bubble. That probably was a good thing. During that time, you, you know, from 99 to 2008, you make, what, 10, 20 investments, something like that? I uh, made a fair number of investments, a fair number of companies. Yeah. Um, what I learned or what I developed was a view that your initial investment is just that, it's initial investment. And so strategically, I would concentrate capital into my winners, uh, not into my losers. I would follow on. And, and at some point during this progression, you, get, you got into the you know, early stage investing, angel investing, et cetera. You're saying to yourself, I want to get into venture capital. I'm going to start a, a formal fund. When did that happen? How did that happen? Well, when I left Goldman in 08, I decided to take six months off to do nothing, having spent so long at one firm it's very easy for the knee-jerk reaction to be wrong. And, you know, I'd spent most of my career saying, what do I, you know, what do I want to do when I grow up? And, you know, I was uh, 46 then and kind of like, you know, probably I should start firming that up. So after five months, I found myself in a lawyer's office um, drafting up documents, and we raised our first fund with outside capital in November 2008, two months after Lehman blew up. So a lot of these guys said, John, we know you for a long time. This early stage stuff is risky, but let's give it a whirl. Is that how it happened? Yeah, that, that's, that's how it's happened. And, you know, it's, I want to pick up on a point there where you say it's risky, because people always say to me, well, this early stage, right? Yeah, and I, I hate the moniker super, super angel, and I hate the moniker of um, micro VC, but we sit somewhere in there. We're trying to bring traditional institutional quality investing down to the angel size check. So that's, that's where we are. But people say that this space is really risky. I go, yeah, yeah, it's really risky. It's, um, but you know, it's got no emerging market risk. It's got no you know, Japan nuclear meltdown risk. It's got no interest rate risk. It's got no um, commodity risk. It's got no, is the euro about to break up risk. It's got no debt risk, it's got no muni risk. So yes, it's very risky. What it is, it's pure alpha. 
And if you put together a basket of pure alpha, you can generate high uncorrelated returns, not just uncorrelated with themselves, but uncorrelated with the rest of your portfolio. What motivates you as an investor? Well, it's no longer about putting food on the table. Um, you know, I, I guess I've always tried to find places where I'm going to be um, uh, intellectually stimulated what I do. And I tell you, I get a better education doing this than I did when I was at Oxford. I get five, seven hundred really smart people who are trying to change the world come in and sit down with me for 45 minutes an hour and they, they explain to me how they're going to change the world. And then we get to pick the one to two percent, you know, the five to ten, the fifteen people from them each year that we want to work with and help. We've talked about social, local, mobile the transformation that's happening. I've read in some blog posts that you've read that it's actually a great time to be alive. We're lucky to be here at this convergence. Um, what's going to happen in the next three or four years with all this, all this convergence, in your opinion? A lot of people love to use the word bubble. It sort of yeah. it reminds me of, you know, we have five kids, and when our kids pick up on a new word, it becomes the word of the week. And I think there's a bubble brewing. But the bubble isn't in early stage valuations which I think are getting a bid to them. The bubble isn't necessarily in later stage valuations yet. Where I think the bubble will happen will be in the private markets. I think it will happen in the two, three, maybe $500 million and above valuations in the private markets where public market participants say, I want to buy the next LinkedIn, I want to buy the next um, Google, but I want to buy it before everyone else. They will come in and buy. Look, everyone wants to own 100 shares of Facebook. And there aren't 100 yeah. shares of Facebook for everyone to own. Right. But it's much easier to buy it in the secondary markets today than it was a year ago. Yeah. And it'll be much easier to buy it in a couple of years. I agree with you. We've got, we've got a few years to really make stuff happen here. But do you think that the SEC or somebody's going to kind of crack down on... Uh, not yet. I think the SEC will encourage it until it's goes too far. And that's why I think there's a few years to play. I also think there's a few years because people say LinkedIn's valuation is ridiculous. And then they'll double and triple and they'll go, huh. So I think you need to change what people think are sensible valuations. But I'll tell you what we see, we continue to see an unbelievable number of amazing companies. You know, we, we, you know, we start with a process of looking at hundreds of companies and selecting one or two percent of them. But the net result is we should be investing in four to 12 companies a year. We invest in 12 companies in the last seven months. And we're not alone. A lot of our um, compatriots out there have been investing at a faster pace than expected. And you know, they're great companies. They're, they're doing great things. Let me ask you this. You know, if there's some unbelievable entrepreneurs watching you t today, how should, what's the best way to get in touch with FF Venture Capital? Direct message through Twitter is pretty good. Um, if you don't know me or know anyone who knows me, uh, I know a lot of people and you know, a warm intro is so much better. In fact, every investment except for one that we've made has come through a warm intro. John, it's a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks for hosting us. It's great not to see you. Not at all. Uh, thanks, thanks for having us. Show you around, give you a taste of business, you know?